Welcome in, I'm your host, Darren Hobbs, alongside me, Trey Watson. You're listening to From the Nosebleed, where we give you the true fans' perspective and analysis on all things Titans. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, at FTNB Podcast. Alright, Trey, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Best I can, I guess. Yeah, best you can after a loss. <laughs> <laughs> Done with all the crying and cleaned myself up like a big boy, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this show, this week's show is going to have a much different tone than last week did when we were riding the highs of victory and now we're um fell back down to earth like a (laughs) freaking rock um let's just i don't know i'm I'm still kind of annoyed like yesterday's (laughs) game just put me in an all-around bad mood (laughs) and um i know know we've got a couple of people uh, maybe not a couple of people a pretty good share of our listeners are on reddit in the uh, Titan subreddit, shout out to you guys, and uh, we're going to mention uh, one of the posts that we've read on there today, and kind of the overall sentiment of just being a Titans fan and letting yourself get amped up for a game week in and week out like you're going to win, and then when you don't, having it just crush your whole day. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, something that in my brain i'm like man that really doesn't make any sense you know that our team isn't that great and it's obviously a rebuilding year so why would you let yourself get excited but it never fails because every day i'm like oh yeah we can totally win this game it's totally feasible to win this game and then after we make stupid plays and i'm yelling at the tv and then i just get physically like sad when we lose yeah (laughs) um before (laughs) Let's just go ahead and uh, let's get into every week we'll do this um, like we have been, the what we saw. Trey, watching that game, um, what stuck out to you? What did you see? Um, it kind of plays off what I did last week. Um, really, it's it's our running game. I mean, our running game has proven to be a staple of our offense at this point. I mean, you look at DeMarco Murray with 16 carries, 114 yards, uh, averaging 7.1 yards a carry and a touchdown, which is great. Um, Henry with 10 carries, um, 45 yards, averaging obviously 4.5 yards a carry. Uh, no touchdowns, but uh, still still played great. Um, one of the thing uh things that i wanted to mention i know i mentioned it last week with murray um uh hit both of their uh running styles and play it's just very tenacious right i mean uh we look at the whole game there's only two rushing plays for losses of yards uh one of which murray did for a loss of four yards and then uh henry had one for a loss of two yards so we continue to see that these guys are making it a point to not lose yards on uh, broken, busted plays maybe, so they're always fighting to at least gain one yard and not have it uh, impact the performance of the drive that much. Yeah, I I think, honestly, they're really the only bright spot of this team thus far is is the run game. I mean, the offensive line has looked good, and they're blocking well for the backs, Um, and they're honestly doing a pretty good job of protecting Marcus. Um, but my uh, what I saw is not nearly as uh, optimistic as yours. Um, <clears throat> I saw I saw a quarterback that needs to be more consistent going forward. Um, I mean, I'll just flat out say it. Uh, Marcus lost us this game. Uh, he had a terrible game in pretty much all facets. You know, I mean, he was 
rather inaccurate. He, he only completed 51% of his passes. Uh, he had three turnovers on the day, two picks and a fumble. Um, so his ball security was terrible. Um, he, I don't know if it's a lack of uh, malarkey in the offensive coordinators giving Colin plays to give him opportunities to throw it downfield, but he, d- he doesn't throw the ball downfield. He dink and dunks it. He throws screens. Uh, he'll th- throw a couple intermediate throws over the middle, but uh, we don't take deep shots. So teams that we play against pretty much come into the game knowing that they don't have to really worry about the deep ball when they're playing against us. Um, I'm not surprised they're not just loading eight and nine people in the box every play and just daring <laughs> us to throw it. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what I would do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there was a couple of the plays that were called that was just like, that might have looked cute on paper, but did you really expect it to work in a real-life game situation? Uh, there's one screen in particular where yep. we uh, Marcus like lines up and he like fakes a pitch to DeMarco, and then DeMarco uh, runs out in the flat as a lead bo- blocker for a wide receiver screen, and it lost like four yards. And it's just like, what? I mean, that play takes so much time to develop. Did, did you really think an NFL defense wasn't going to get in the backfield and just blow that up? Uh, which is exactly what happened. I mean, it's just a really stupid play. I don't know. I, I, I had no. I was at a loss of words. Um, but um, but then and then honestly, like, I was just really frustrated with that last drive. Not because it wasn't good driving; it was a great drive. But it just it. I was so annoyed with how bad we had played all game. Honestly, seeing us play well and move it down the field kind of pissed me off a little bit. It was just kind of like, why why is this only possible in the last drive of the game with a two-minute situation? We got the ball on our own 20-yard line and moved it 80 yards like it was nothing. I mean, yep, four points. Absolutely tore the Oakland defense apart like we should have the entire game. Yeah, I mean, in four plays, before the Taylor Lewan penalty was assessed, we had moved to the three-yard line. On the fourth, the fourth play of the drive, he throws to Tajay Sharp, who gets it to the three-yard line, and then, of course, Taylor Lewan and Ben Jones come in late. Taylor Lewan gets the 15-yard penalty assessed. But, I mean, it's just, like, I was just watching it, and it was just so quick. I mean, it was no huddle. It was bang, 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 bang. I mean, he was, he was throwing darts. He was accurate. His wide receivers were making plays for him. And it was just like, what, where was this at the entire rest of the game? Because you've looked like garbage up until this point. Which, I mean, it's good. I mean, I guess if you're going to have a... If you can choose a time to be really good, you want it to be on the last drive of the game. But, um, I mean, I, I'm just... Going forward, I just need to see him be a, a whole heck of a lot more consistent. Um, I think my biggest thing so far is, is the turnovers. I mean, in both games we've lost, uh, he's, had, he's had six turnovers. Got to clean yeah. it up. Six turnovers and only one touchdown. Yeah, it's definitely a thing that... Uh, we've definitely got to get under control. I mean, um, we've heard him talk about that him admitting the fact that, yeah, I really need to keep better control of the ball and uh, be more mindful of the situation, not try to uh, force anything, uh, make sure above all I've got ball security and at least we're keeping the ball and we're having no turnovers. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's just weird. And I mean, uh Paul Kaharski pointed out that on that last drive, um, we were in a four wide receiver set pretty much the whole time. So I don't know if it's code, if it's just like a philosophy thing, like if we're just because before then we really weren't in four wide receiver sets. I mean, we were 
three tight end or we had fullbacks in the game, eye formation, um, just really run heavy, which is good. Like you said, I mean, running backs are solid, but you, you got to mix it up a little bit. I mean, I know we're missing Kendall Wright and Delaney Walker this game, so we don't really have three or four talented receivers that can go out there and line up four wide. But, I mean, it obviously was effective enough on the last drive, so need to do a little um, self, self-review self and maybe change the game plans up going forward. You can still be exotic smash-mouth football and focus on the run while also mixing in spread sets. Um, but, I mean, uh, that's just one of the big things I've observed um, is that Mario has shown this ability in the last two weeks to just turn his game on and off. I mean, he last week um, it was successful. He went 92 yards in game-winning drive, but, I mean, he hadn't played particularly particularly well um, up until that point, and that, that point kind of turned him into a hero, and you kind of overlook the fact that the rest of the game was subpar. Uh, and then, I mean, like I said, this week he just kind of just glided down the field and the team went warning like he does it every day in the backyard. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guarantee you if, um, we would, uh, that Andre Johnson touchdown wouldn't have got called back. This was, this would be a whole different story, right? We would have been talking about how, how great of a drive it was and blah, 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 whatever. But I think you're right in saying that it kind of overshadows the whole performance, right? We need to, yeah, that was a great drive, but why isn't this getting done throughout the whole game? Yeah, and I mean, let, let's focus, let's talk about the penalties real quick um, in that in that last situation. So, I mean, you get down to the three-yard line, uh, you're feeling good. I mean, we got down to the three-yard line, there was still, I think there was still like 30 or 40 seconds on the clock. I mean, we had time, um, and I don't, I don't believe we've used our time our timeout yet. I could be wrong. We might have already used it, but I mean, we had time to run a couple plays down there. I mean, you're from the three yard line. Your whole game changes. But then one comes in late, and I I think the call is iffy. Like I can see where the refs are coming from if they're looking at the player safety kind of thing. But I mean, the play was still ongoing. Um, Tajay was still up and kind of trying to move back towards the end zone. Um, the Raiders are still continuing to tackle him. So, I mean, his explanation was that he was coming in. I mean, they're still trying to tackle him. He's coming in to protect his player, and he's trying to uh, knock him into the end zone. So, I mean, I can I can see both sides. I really don't think it was necessary for the flag there. Yeah, I think... But I think Taylor's I, a guy who's got a history of having personal fouls like that, so he just, he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt in that situation. Yeah, I think in... Um... I think the biggest seller for me was the way that he came in. I think if he's coming in lower, I think it was really the fact that he he hits. I think he hit sharp, didn't he? He hit Tajay and Demarco. He didn't hit a like he made contact with no Raiders, which is kind of yeah, like ridiculous. He came in and then kind of flipped over, and it was really dramatic. Yeah, I mean, and kind of I think the himself. ref, yeah, I think the ref saw that and were like, no. But I think if he would have came in lower and maybe uh, prov- actually provided some uh, help, like actually did something instead of uh, like slinging himself over the top almost dramatically, I, I think it might have gone a little a little different way. But yeah, and then I mean you get so I mean so that happens. They they caught the throw flag. We get backed up 
backed up to the 19-yard line, um, which, I mean, which sucks. And I kind of thought at that point I was thinking, okay, I mean, we got to the three, and then they backed us up to the 19. Okay, okay this is where we're going to screw it up. Because um, from the three, I, I liked our chances. I, mean, I, I was like, wow, we might punch it in. And then you get backed up, and it's like, oh, okay, now we, we got to go another 19 yards. Eh, I don't know. But then, I mean, they didn't flinch. Freaking Mariota turns around and throws a great pass to Andre Johnson, who looks to be wide open in the end zone. And I watched a video right before the show. I was I was watching the replay again, and there's there's hand battling between Johnson and the defender, but he doesn't extend. And then there's a there's a ref on the goal line, staring directly at Andre Johnson, watching the play. Andre catches it, scores a touchdown, and the ref that is standing on the goal line does not flinch. He signals touchdown, and then you see from the corner of the screen a ref that was on the back side of the play come in, and he throws the flag. And it's just kind of... I don't I have a lot of beef with that call. That was one of the most ticky-tack pass interference calls I've seen in a while, and it came really late. And, yeah. and then... So that happens again. So you're backed up again, and then on the fourth down play, when... Yeah, I mean, if you're going to call it that tight, you got to be consistent. You can't just call it on that one because it was a touchdown to win the game. When we don't catch it and there's contact with Harry Douglas on the last play, the no flags, flags stay in the pocket. If, you know, if you're going to call it that tight and ticky tack to begin with, you got to be consistent. That. Yeah, I mean, not not to mention, uh, I saw Paul Paul Kaharski, uh put something on Instagram or tweet the other day, uh, well today about. Um, a play at the very beginning of the game where it you can see Cooper uh, extending his arm in a similar way on and Andre Johnson was in that final yeah, play I mean, and there was a, no call a, on that. It's a football play. There was nothing there was nothing egregious or flagrant about it at all. I mean, it's just hand battling. It happens on every play. This defender just happened to fall down. I mean, it wasn't like he, yeah, he did that, not fall. Well, that, and that was, the, dude, that was the seller, right? Yeah, but he did not. But, I mean, it, it doesn't take an expert to watch it and know that he didn't fall because Andre pushed off. There's yeah. no extension on the arm like that. He just tripped. Sucks to suck. We win. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. I, I, I honestly, I don't like the calls, but... I'm not putting this loss on the refs. The Titans did yeah. nothing to put themselves in position to win this game until the final drive. Um, we were not. We were not the better team. Uh, we didn't deserve to win, and we didn't win. So, <laughs> justice served. <laughs> justice served. Uh, kind of. I don't know. Just a couple observations from the like. I'm, I feel like I'm such a Debbie Downer right now. Like I'm just still in just such a bad mood from this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, there's nothing about that game that led me to be optimistic for <laughs> anything going forward. Let's here. Let's let's talk about this Reddit post that we kind of hinted at earlier. Um, our buddy on the Titan subreddit, Party Source Rex Trey, you you sent me the link to this uh, kind of post that he put out there today. Uh, you want to talk about it? Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna give credit to him in the. Uh, the credits of the the podcast in the description and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we uh, appreciate all you guys on the subreddit listening to the show, and we'll continue to be active on Reddit. Um, check us out. Um, be sure to comment on the show. Let us know what you think. Um, we want you guys to be a 
um, active listeners. Um, so we're going to try yeah. and get you guys involved every week. Yeah, so uh, he makes some good points. Um, the main things I really want to talk about is he, in this, this article, he's kind of talking about he doesn't understand why all these Titans fans are getting so upset. Like, why we um, – he's – talking about how this is supposed to obviously be a um built rebuilding year we are not supposed to go like he's saying people predicting eight and eight nine and seven ten and six and stuff like that so he talks about um what did we do during the off season to get better like what did we set out to do he talks about three things the running game the offensive line and the front seven and i mean if you look at the the uh the first three games it's very apparent i mean our running game is leaps and bounds better than it was last year i mean with the addition of uh demarco murray and uh having derrick henry behind him i mean it's just a perfect matchup and it's it's shown that that is the strongest point in our game i think I mean, we look at, I mean, also the offensive line. I mean, if you think about the offensive line last year, I mean, we're definitely a lot better. Um, Jake Conklin. Jack. Uh, Jack, I always do that. Why do I say Jake? Uh, but, yeah, definitely great, uh, great addition there. Uh, talking about Dodd, he's going to be, I think he's going to end up being a great uh, player as well. Uh, what do you think about the front seven there, Darren? I think the offensive line has looked really good, and they've really provided um, big holes for the running backs to get through. And I mean, Demarco Murray's proved that that year in Philly was a complete fluke, and it was yeah, that was a Philly problem, not a Demarco problem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the defense has looked good. I think coming out of the preseason, we were really skeptical, and we were like, "Oh wow, the offense is going to be really good this year." Ooh, and Maybe like the the defense was going to be the issue, which our secondary is not good. Do not get this twisted. Secondary is bad, and our secondary needs um, to be a key focus in the off season this year, which it will be. I mean, you you just can't. Rome wasn't built in a day. This yeah. <laughs> this this roster was in shambles at pretty much every position except for arguably quarterback. Um, Everything needed to be fixed. So, like you said, they they picked out the key areas. Um, Mike Malarkey wanted to come in with this exotic smash mouth offense. So they go out, they get DeMarco Murray in the free agency. Or not in free agency, but in trade. Um, and then you go out and you draft Derrick Henry. You draft Jack Conklin first. You kind of build up that offensive line. You go out and you get Ben Jones in free agency. Uh, Spain. And they kind of piece together this offensive line, which is really meshed together Meshed well, and even without uh, Chance Warmack uh, this week, uh, the offensive line still looked good. DeMarco rushes for over 100 yards. First time we've had a 100-yard rusher uh, in the last 35 games, which 35 is games. sad in itself. But, hey, <laughs> he ran for 100 yards. That's all that matters. There you go. Um, and, yeah, the, de- uh, the defense has really looked good. I mean, I- I've mentioned this the last two weeks. It's been a bend-but-don't-break mentality. Uh, the Raiders have the number one offense coming into this game, and we held them to 17 points. Um, it's really defenses looked fine. Linebackers are solid. Uh, Brian Arakpo. I mean, I, I mentioned this to you during the game while we were texting back and forth. Brian Arakpo looked great this game. And if you look at Pro Football Focus's ratings, he was the highest rated player on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, 
he was in the backfield almost every play. When he came off the right side of the line, I mean, he was just in the backfield causing havoc every play. Uh, I was really, I was really impressed. And I'm not like a big X's and O's guys guy, but it's obvious when somebody's jumping off the screen like that that they're making they're making an impact. Um, he had a sack, so the defenses look good. Secondary is going to need work, uh, but the offense is offense needs to get it together. I mean, we really haven't scored hardly any points this season. I think we need a we need at least one or two games here coming up soon where we put a decent amount of points on the board, like at least 24 points. Uh, give this offense some confidence going forward. Uh, we got Houston coming up, so I don't know that that's really a <laughs> it's really a great matchup to put a lot of points on yeah. the board. You got J.J. Watt coming in the backfield. But we'll see. I mean, Houston hasn't looked fantastic to this point either. I mean, they're coming off a 27 nothing loss to the Patriots. So, I think, and we kind of discussed this, of what it's going to take to beat Houston, and I thought the Patriots gave a really good, they created a really good mold for how to handle Houston's offense. I mean, Brock Osweiler's new. I mean, you can get to the back backfield and get some pressure on him. He's going to make a mistake. Um, but they've got some quality wide receivers. Will Fuller, the first two weeks of the season, put up over 100 yards receiving, proved that he's a vertical threat down the field. And then, of course, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the top five receivers in the game right now. So what the Patriots did was a lot of people expected them to just put Malcolm Buck- Malcolm Butler on Hopkins and have him follow him around all game, but that's not what happened. Uh, what they did was they double-teamed Hopkins, had a safety over top of him at all times, and then they put Malcolm Butler on Will Fuller, the rookie, and said, you're going to have to beat us with Lamar Miller running the ball, and they couldn't. Uh, and I think if, if the Titans... The Titans do not have the uh, skill or the talent that the Patriots do, so I don't expect them to be able to just copy and paste that game plan and it be effective. But if you can somehow find a way to at least limit Hopkins and Fuller, uh, I'm confident in our our front four and our our linebackers to shut down the run. I mean, that's one thing that we've proven we can do this year is stop the run. I mean, week one you held Adrian Peterson to – what was it, 32 yards rushing yeah something something stupid i mean i th- i think you're right if we to have a chance to win this game we need to shut down the passing game which like like you said i don't know how we're going to do that but we that's what we need to do we need to shut down the passing game and we need to have uh, marcus obviously have less turnovers we need we need to um we need Marcus to make good decisions with the ball. Yeah, I mean, I really think this needs to be a game. I'm not saying he's have a perfect game, but I don't think he can afford to turn the ball over this game. Like, that needs to be the main focus coming in is ball security, ball security, ball yeah. security. No turnovers. No stupid stuff. No force in the Yeah, ball. I mean, if anything, it better be because the defender made one hell of a play. It better not be because you were scrambling to get a first down and just drop the damn ball. Or because yeah. you threw it off your back foot and lobbed it right into a linebacker's hands. Um, we're getting Kendall Ripe and possibly Delaney Walker back this week. Uh, I know Malarkey said in his press conference today that Kendall Walker, or Kendall Walker, <laughs> Kendall Wright is going to be a full speed participant in uh, Wednesday's practice, and they'd like to see Delaney back 
uh, full go by at least Thursday. They're going to kind of monitor his play. So I think we're definitely going to see Kendall Wright this week, and then Delaney will be more of a day-to-day thing, but they seem optimistic. So that'll be good, and I think that'll – we mentioned the four wide receiver sets earlier in the show. I think getting those two guys back – will lead to more opportunities where we can go four wide and we can kind of try and spread the defense out, move the ball. I think not having them has impacted the passing game. So I think this is going to be an interesting week. And if we get the win, I mean, you kind of, as a coach and as a as a fan, I like to break the season down into fours. You kind of break it down into quarters so we could finish the first four weeks of the season two and two. I think that's... I mean, it's not as good as it could be, but, I mean, it's pretty good for a Titans fan. I mean, we'd be tied for first in the division with Houston. Yeah, I mean, and the biggest the biggest takeaway from that first half or the first quarter of the season would be beating Houston. I mean, if we came out and actually beat a division rival like that, especially one that's playing, um, I wouldn't want to say amazing yeah, because of the well. well yeah because of the game they played against the the patriots but i mean they're not playing they're ob- i mean obviously playing better than we yeah, are but i think the, i think the texans came in with some high expectations this year i mean the, the titans are coming into the season with absolutely zero expectations <laughs> houston came in expecting to make the playoffs and possibly make a pretty deep run in the playoffs and they've they've been underwhelming thus far and the same for the colts uh andrew luck looked like an absolute world beater in week one and since then they've just kind of been uh average so i perks of playing in one of if not the worst division in the nfl um is you can kind of have a couple crap weeks and it really not matter because everybody else in your division is going to lose too (laughs) um so i think that's going to be the key this year is winning these divisional games because this is a weak division if you can kind of handle the team's that you're going to play twice a year, get a couple wins on them, get a leg up in the division, you might have a chance at making the playoffs even if you have a bad year. Uh, not saying the Titans need to even dream about making the playoffs yet. we got a lot more issues to fix. But I think this is a winnable game, and we need to kind of just forget about Oakland and move on, and I think that's what the players have done. Uh, they're already looking ahead. I know Marcus, that's always his mentality after a bad game is – Forget about it. Move on. Look forward to next week. Yeah, he even said in the uh, his press conference, he says that uh, he just finds something to learn and uh, learns it the best he can and moves on to the next well, week. I'll say this. He needs to start showing us what the hell he's learned. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Because so far it looks like nothing but bad habits. But uh, I, who knows? I could come in here next week and just be all chipper and happy because we beat the Texans. And this is Mar- this is oh, Marcus's first this is Marcus's first time playing against Houston. Both games last year he was out with injury, so this is his first time seeing them, their first time seeing him. Who knows? I don't think it's really an advantage either way. There's enough film on him to where it's not that big of a deal anymore. Yeah. So who know who knows? We'll see. Um but um we do appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate everybody on Reddit. Um that's we got a big I noticed a big spike in um, listeners for last shows compared to the first one. Um, I think one of the key differences is we posted the show on Reddit, so we appreciate you guys listening. 
and we'd love your feedback and opinions. Um, you can comment on the actual link in our SoundCloud. You can comment on the on our Reddit posts, obviously, and we'd love to interact with you guys and get um, ideas for upcoming shows and um, your thoughts and analysis on games. I mean, like, like it's what the show is all about. It's from the nosebleeds, the true fans' perspective. So we obviously want to know what you guys have to say. Anything else you'd like to add, Trey? Uh, I don't think so. That pretty much covers it. Um, just hope we can beat the Texans, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week in the Nosebleeds. We appreciate you listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, at uh, FTNB Podcast. Uh, I'm Darren Hobbs with Trey Watson, and uh, we'll see you in the Nosebleeds next week, guys.